TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Jason Longshore is an analyst for Atlanta United. they got a big game coming up, so a big house, full house, uh, Sunday against, uh, Saturday, pardon me, against Montreal. Uh, and he is brought to you by Duncan's Cold Brew featuring cold foam. And he joins us on the WaitFor.com hotline. Hey, Jason. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing well, Hugh. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. So, so Montreal had a rain delay last night. How how can that benefit Atlanta United? They had to go a little bit later than they planned on. I think more importantly, just the fact that they've got 90 more minutes, and you know, it's 90 minutes stretched out further. There, there's more warm up. You know, you're cooling down later. It affects the next day's training schedule, and it, it just throws a wrench into it if you're Wilfred Nancy who's trying to create the game plan for uh, Montreal. Uh, they looked good against Miami. Miami looked even more tired coming off of a weekend match and, and really struggled in the early going. Montreal has a dangerous attack. They will cause Atlanta some problems on that end. I think Atlanta can get in behind Montreal's defense, which isn't exactly the fastest and cause them problems on that end. It could end up being a pretty wide-open match on Saturday night. Jason Longshore joining us. Since Atlanta United was conceived and they joined Major League Soccer, they have uh, won an MLS Cup. They've won a Campionas Cup. They've won a U.S. Open Cup. They have shattered attendance records, and they have reset the bar for soccer in North America. Despite that, uh, the Athletic uh, took upon itself uh, a hit piece, for lack of a better term, on Darren Eels and Carlos Bocanegra as if they haven't reset soccer in North America and just kind of went after them. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was out of place. I'm still angry about it, Jason. I don't understand it. Darren Eels went on Twitter and basically fired back. What what prompted this, and what's the reaction inside the, the training ground in Marietta? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, we're not allowed in the training ground, so I, I couldn't tell you. Gabriel Heinze will speak to the media today i'll be curious to see if it comes up there uh i mean everybody heard darren on dukes and bell yesterday he can speak to it a whole lot better than i can i I go back to something that darren said um that was actually quoted in the piece about every top team and this is any sport has that friction between a coach or a manager who wants to win today and a general manager, a technical director, club president, whoever it is overseeing those things, and it sounds like there might have been some questions about who was exactly overseeing what, according to, to the article. Um, the, the, the club has to look medium and long-term. The coach, the manager has to look short-term. Those things aren't always aligned. That happens. We, we see that with any team in the world. I mean, you know, I, I remember... Uh, Jimmy Johnson and, and Jerry Jones arguing about these kinds of things in Dallas with the Cowboys. You know, it, it happens everywhere. So for that to be the case, it's not a shock. It's not really a surprise, especially 
if it is people who maybe didn't get the decisions the way they wanted and are no longer at the club who are not happy about the decisions that were made. You know, that's, that's not really a shock. I think we see that with any big team. And, I mean, Darren was right yesterday when he said, like, this is actually a sign that soccer is a big deal in this country, that you're going to get an article like this that you see in England, you see in Spain, you see in Argentina all the time because they're hungry for this kind of uh, drama, the telenovela side of it. You're, you're hungry for that, and it sells papers. Well, I mean, there's something here to, to get people excited about and get people talking. That part's good. I'm with Darren, though, on just the sense that there's not a surprise that there's friction between a manager and a front office because the manager wants to win today. The club has to look out for the best long-term health of the organization. And sometimes those things don't always match up. Yeah, I just did. Uh, okay, you know, you know, you so the hit piece was basically just to sell papers here and not really to to talk about the the broader picture, which I, I think we all can understand the impact that Atlanta United has had on the game. Right, and, and basically this denies that, and and that's I think incredibly short sighted and, and incredibly venal, for lack of a better. That's term. the part that was surprising, John. To be to be perfectly honest, because, and I think some people have maybe run with it like there's something wrong. If you look at, at Major League Soccer and you look at franchises that have launched in the last, you know, five, six, seven years, I mean, go back to the 2015 teams of Orlando and New York City, include Minnesota, who came in with Atlanta, include LAFC, who does have a trophy. They have the Supporter Shield. Um, Cincinnati, Miami, Nashville. Uh, you can even go back and look at Seattle, Portland, Vancouver, when they came into the league, none of them had the same success that Atlanta's had in the first four years. And none of them had to deal with a year that had a COVID year either in that, which did have an effect on 2020. One bad year doesn't wash away three good years. And some decisions that some people didn't like doesn't make it a bad front office. Those are things that are kind of hard to argue with, in my opinion. Uh, all right, meantime, back to the uh, games at hand. How, how excited are you for the uh... – 42,000 are going to be on hand for the game against Montreal. Can't wait. Can't wait. And it's, it's going to have an impact on this team, and, and it's needed because the way Atlanta United plays under Gabriel Heinze, it is all intensity. It is a lot of effort, a lot of hard work, and you get gas at the end of games. I think we saw that in Fort Lauderdale against Miami at the end of the match. Now, Atlanta was coming off of a midweek match in CONCACAF Champions League. Miami wasn't. But you get tired just because of the work you're putting in. You need that lift from the crowd. And having a crowd of that size, I think everybody's going to be very excited to be back in the building, be back together, following all the protocols, but back together. That's going to give this team that little boost in the second half that has been lacking at times and I think is much needed. So let's talk about that game last night. If you don't mind, you know, talk a little yeah. bit about about basketball. What what was like what was going through your mind when you saw the game play out the way that it did? It looked like a team that is not going to be overwhelmed by the playoffs. And that was really good to see. They looked like they were ready because the, the playoffs are a different animal, and, and there's going to be sequences in the playoffs where shots aren't falling, and they have to find a way to keep their heads and keep 
creating the shots. I think what what Trey Young said about John Collins and his shot, you know, John was I think I think Trey said he was talking to him a lot, and Trey said that John gets down on himself sometimes when he misses some shots. And, and Trey said, "I'm going to keep feeding you. I'm going to keep giving you these opportunities. You're going to hit this." And that fourth quarter, they got hot. Collins hits the big shot. That's a mentality that can do something in the postseason, and it's good to see that emerging in the group. Can I can I ask you a question? Because this is how like was there any thought like when he hit that shot when John Collins hit that shot? Because I, I, I'll be honest and tell you what I thought. But I was curious about what you thought. What I thought was, man, they're going to have to pay that guy. Like, he's going he's gonna to want a ton of money. <laughs> like, what, what was your thought process when you saw that three go in that John's Collins shot? I already resigned myself to that one, Hugh. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you have to at this point. Um, if you just look at the risk-reward, you know, somebody's going to – put a max deal in front of John Collins. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I just I don't think that's not going to happen. So you've got to match it. I mean, if you look at the flip side and you say, all right, we're not going to pay that. This is what we have in the cap. Who can we go get to replace John Collins? You're not going to be able to, to get anybody that can give you what John Collins has given you. I, I think this year John Collins has earned that deal. Right. You have Orlando tonight. You've got Houston. Now, you don't necessarily control your own fate as to the number four seed, but how important do you think it is you win this game, you beat Houston, to try to at least uh, handle your own business and uh, hope you get some uh, help from uh, teams like tonight where you get uh, you know San Antonio and Philadelphia up against Miami and the Knicks to, to help uh, a, and lock down that number four seed? It's huge. You have to go for it because it's home court in that first round. You have to go for it, and you don't have to worry about coming into the playoffs tired if you got to push people's minutes a little bit right now because you've got that break after the end of the season going into the playoffs so getting the four seed and just having that home court if it's the Knicks or if it's Miami will be massive in the postseason well we look forward to it tonight uh, Hawks and Orlando uh, next to last game of the year at State Farm Arena uh, pregame at 7 tip at 7 30 Live on Sports Radio 92 on the game. And, of course, uh, Jason Longshore is going to be talking about all these things because uh, he is the man of many podcasts. So uh, give us the update on the podcast. So if you want to check out yesterday's stoppage time, it's up at facebook.com slash 929thegame. It's also available wherever you get your podcasts if you're subscribed to the Off the Woodwork podcast from 929thegame. We will not have a no swag shop due to some scheduling difficulties today. We are going to have one early next week to kind of wrap up the regular season, look ahead to the playoffs. So be on the lookout for that on Monday or Tuesday of next week. All right, Jason, we will. Thanks much, Bob. You're the man, Jason. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, y'all. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 